ESPN LA 710. This is Laferne Cusack here on ESPN LA. For more information, please go to ESPNLA.com and check out the podcast or check me out on Twitter at Laferne Cusack. Imagine being in the bleachers, watching athletes out on the field preparing for the 800-meter race, and the star runner is nowhere to be found, and the coach is pulling his hair out, wondering, what am I going to do? And then he looks up into the stand, and he sees you sitting there with your bucket of popcorn and says, hey, you, come down here. I need you to run this 800-meter race today, and you better win. We're counting on you. Go get him, Tiger. And you have the ambition and the talent and the enthusiasm to do it, and you're willing to step up, but you have had no training whatsoever. Your two-year-old running shoes have has no tread, your socks have holes in them, and your body is trying to hold on to the extra 20 pounds you're carrying from the lack of use. Imagine the pressure you have to win that race with absolutely no training. Public school children encounter that every day, but instead of running on a track, they're falling dead last in the classroom without adequate tools to succeed. No computers, no access to the internet, restrictions on bandwidth. I mean, I get frustrated when it takes an extra 10 seconds to load a page. I mean, try to imagine looking up an answer that you need in the classroom and you can never get to that page. This happens every day in America. Here, America. Our kids can't even connect to the internet to help them succeed, to look up the answers, to take the tests they need to graduate, to go to college. They don't even have the computer. Without a net, the digital divide in America is a documentary film coming out on Nat Geo next week. Director Rory Kennedy tackles this issue. And here to tell us about it is Rory. Rory, thank you so much for joining me today. Thanks. Great to be here with you. You are doing so much great work in our community, creating such award-winning documentaries. What made you get on board with creating Without a Net? Well, this is an issue I'm really passionate about. It's, uh, it, it's something that I think a lot of people in this country are not aware of, the fact that there are so many children in our public school system who don't have access to computers or adequate Wi-Fi, and they are really being left behind in this digital age. Um, And I think that uh, this film, my hope is that people will appreciate this issue at a, at a, at a greater degree and get involved and, and really, you know, pressure our policymakers, our legislators at the state level, at the local level, at the federal level to increase access for these kids so that they can have, a, a, have an adequate education and be able to navigate the world that we live in today, which is a largely digital one. I really did not understand how dire 
the situation is until I saw without a net. So many schools don't even have the infrastructure to have Wi-Fi, to have internet access for the students. Kids that are going to college or trying to get into college, they don't even know how to use a computer because they don't have access to it. Can you talk about that and uh, what you found in creating this documentary? Yeah, well, listen, you're not alone in terms of, of not having been aware of the problem. I, in, in making this film, I remember talking to many people and saying, I'm you know, making a documentary about the digital divide, looking at kids who don't have access to computers and the Internet, and almost everybody would say, oh, well, you must be, you know, are you working in, South, in Africa and South America? They said, no, you know, I'm filming in New York, in California, in, in Georgia, you know, throughout this country, it's really a pervasive issue. Um, and what we see is, not so surprising, but because of the way our education system, public education, has been formed, uh, which is that the funding for the local public schools is connected to the taxes of the local community. So wealthier communities have wealthier schools, and poorer school districts have less resources. And included in that, of course, is less access to technology. And so we're seeing, you know, across those class lines, that kids in these four districts don't have access to computers. They, even if they have access to the computers, they have very um, limited internet bandwidth. And so, you know, there were many classrooms I would go to that maybe they were able to get connected and maybe the kids had a computer for, you know, an hour a day or so that they would have to share with other classes. But then maybe a third of the kids were able to actually get online. And for the rest of the kids, the computers weren't working and it would, it would break down. So, you know, which is very frustrating, as you can imagine, both for the, the students and the teachers. And it's really an issue. You know, there are 4 million jobs in this country that are STEM-related that we can't fill because we haven't educated our population. In countries around the world, they are investing in the, the digital era and investing in making sure these kids have access. And we have not prioritized this, and I'm very concerned that we're going to be left behind. I am too. Did you find anything that just blew your mind when you were creating this film that you didn't know before? Well, you know, I think as a as an issue and understanding the degree to which these kids are are not being um, adequately given the tools they need to to really survive in this era, um, in in the big scheme of things, is something that we we certainly focus on and reveal in the film that I think is relevant and important. There are well over a million classrooms in this country which don't have adequate Wi-Fi, um, you know, in our public school system. So these are significant numbers that we need to really get our heads around and, 
and address the problem. I spent time with a, a young girl named Amanda in a school, public school in New York. Um, she, she grew up with a family that had very limited resources. This is a child who is very driven. She's, she wants to be a lawyer or a writer. She loves learning. She loves school. And when she's, she's in sixth grade, when she's assigned a paper by her teacher, she comes home and she types it with her thumb on her mother's cell phone, which, by the way, is not an iPhone. And, you know, so I'm there with her in her room, and she's typing her paper with her thumb, and she's saying that it physically hurts her with a smile on her face because she's not prone to complaining. And you can hear her thumbs cracking as she's writing this paper. And I'm thinking, we are making it physically difficult for poor kids in this country to get an education, physically hurting them to learn in this country. It's outrageous. Yeah. Yeah, that blew my mind. I was like, what? She's typing a paper on her mom's cell phone. And, you know, people say to me, well, they, can't they just go to the, to the local public library? And, you know, that's a nice idea, but if you're growing up, in, you probably if you're facing this issue, you are, are living in poverty or without, with limited resources. And so probably both of your parents, if they're together, are, are working. And so probably they're not going to be equipped to pick the child up from school, take them to the library for a couple hours, and then bring them home. You know, it's, it's, it's an unreasonable expectation. Um, and, and what we really need to do is, is why are our schools give the kids the tablets they need so that, you know, and, and the goal would be to have one-to-one -one learning with, with tablets so each kid has their own computer. And, you know, we've seen through studies that when they have that and when, they're, when we invest, it makes a big difference. And these kids like to learn more, they want to stay in school more, and they do better on their tests. So, um, you know, and there, there are many school districts where they're now having to take the state and federal tests on the Internet, and they can't. The thing, the thing breaks down. They can't even finish the test, and then they have to start it all over again for these poor kids. That just doesn't make any sense. Um, I'm 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 quite disturbed. <laughs> Honestly, I I didn't know how dire it was. It's like, oh yeah, everybody has the internet. No, everybody does not have the internet. No, everyone cannot connect online at home, nor have the money to pay for that. Uh, our children are falling further and further behind. You know, you talked about how L.A. got iPads and that. That didn't work out. How different is that from the school getting the tablets? Well, you know, what we, we found in doing pretty extensive research on this issue that you really need a holistic approach. So, and, and I would say that largely comes from three different prongs. 
One is getting the tablets to the kids and having one-to-one tablets for students. The other is having adequate internet. And, you know, most schools have some internet access, but they don't have the bandwidth to handle the uh, student and classroom populations. And so you have this situation that I explained earlier where, you know, the circle starts going on on the computer and it breaks down and it doesn't work. So that's really important to have fiber optic, you know, bandwidth where, where you have high data um, distribution over these, these lines. And then the third thing that is, that is also equally as important is teacher training. A lot of the teachers are, you know, they may be in their 30s, 40s, 50s, and this may not be their first language like it is, you know, hopefully for some of these students. And so they need to be trained on how to make use of the, the opportunities there. And, you know, there's really wonderful opportunities to teach in different ways. You know, when you're, for example, with math, if you've just got a pencil and a paper and you are, you are working in a one-dimensional format, there's only so much you can do. But if you can create spheres and you can manipulate time and space in interesting ways, then, you know, you can start thinking about math in really profound, complex ways and teaching these kids to, 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 to learn differently. So having the teachers, I would also say that what we're finding is when the teachers teach a, a little bit of it on a different model, so instead of being in the front of the classroom lecturing, that they can work with these programs and really adapt the curriculum to both the, the, the level of where each student is and to ways that that student learns. And you can start identifying and, and breaking that down in a really interesting way and a way, and a way that enables the kids to, to feel excited about learning because they're learning in a way that their brain maximizes their potential. So, you know, those are, are opportunities that we could really be taking advantage of, which we are not in this country. And, and that requires kind of shifting the whole way our education system works and how teachers teach. Now, I'm not an expert in politics, but did you find that there is there's just a lot of red tape when it comes to our kids learning in schools? And if so, how? Well, I would say with this issue, you know, there are communities. There's a um, principal who we interviewed in outside of Philadelphia who um, got a boxes full of computer tablets, which was great, oh. but then they didn't have um, the $25,000 that it would take to invest in getting the school connected on, on the Internet and Wi-Fi. And, you know, you think, well, that's $25,000, and if the school had those resources, it could change the entire projection for these kids. But, you know,
know, we as a society have said, you know, these kids are poor and we're not going to help them out. And we're going to spend that money in building our military or doing whatever else we're going to do. So, yeah, it's red tape on the one hand, but on the other hand, you're dealing with certain schools where, you know, they have real issues. They've got to pay their, their teachers. They have to um, – sometimes they don't have, you know, enough erasers and pencils and pens to go around. And so they're dealing with a lot of issues, and it's kind of resource management. And I understand why they make the decision not to – invest in the internet when they, they, you know, don't have enough heat to keep their kids warm or enough food or enough um, basic resources to, to, to even teach the kids. So, you know, I think ultimately, you know, there's, there's a lot of patchwork solutions where you can kind of help here and there and, and corporations have stepped in like Verizon and the Gates Foundation and other organizations that make a difference in each of these communities they help. But, and there's, so we have the models of what works, but ultimately you need the federal government to decide that this is, in fact, a priority and, you know, we're going to invest in this population and we're going to give them the resources they need to, to be as, you know, to be the best that they can be. Um, and I think until that happens, it's going to be a struggle every day. People are uh, saying, well, okay, this is what you need. Just like you were saying, okay, I'm going to buy this school, 250 uh, tablets. Here you go. Here's the gift. But then not knowing, well, those are not going to be used because there is no Internet in the school for the kids to connect to. So it's more of people saying, OK, I'm going to fix this with this Band-Aid, but not knowing the steps in order to maintain those tablets or to get the kids up and running instead of, you know, people talk about enabling or pull your own sofa by your bootstraps or whatever. But when you don't have the step one, step two, step three, then the money is lost, right? Exactly. Exactly. So you really, as I say, need to think about this holistically. Um, and I think, you know, it, 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 relatively speaking, the cost isn't that great uh, based on the rewards. And, you know, listen, we have... Uh, an unequal education system in this country that favors wealthier districts and wealthier students. That's for sure. This is an opportunity to even that playing field because if you give every kid a computer and access to the Internet and all of the knowledge that that is an information that is out there that will be be at their fingertips. You you start to even that playing field in a pretty significant way at a relatively low cost. So you know it, it's it's a it's a fantastic opportunity, and it's one that it you know it really feels like we're we're missing, and it's going to hurt it's going to hurt these individuals. It's going to hurt the Amandas of the world. But it also hurts us as a society. We want to stay relevant if we want to 
stay ahead, if we want our economy to continue to be robust, you know, we have to we have to invest in our in our kids. And you know, there are little Einsteins out there, and and little Bill Gates is out there, and and we gotta we've gotta find them and give them the resources to go pursue those dreams and ideas and. Um, and it's a shame that we're not doing it. Yeah, and I think that was that is what hit me so much is that you we have these young kids that don't know how to get on the internet and search um, for the answers that they need to fulfill their education. Well, so our hope, you know, this is going to be on National Geographic uh, television next week, and and our hope is that the film will help start that conversation and, and create that level of awareness. And so we, we hope that people will tune in. And, and we also have a website, digitaldivide.com, where they can um, continue to get engaged in this issue and, and that provides tools to continue to, to um, be active and to make a difference. Yes. And again, without Annette, the digital divide in America... Yes. Thank you, and I love talking with you. I'm unfortunately just arriving at my this meeting, and so I'm, I am going to have to jump, but okay. I really appreciate this conversation. Yes, I do too, and thank you so much. Without Annette, the Digital Divide in America, a new documentary from Academy Award-nominated director Rory Kennedy with narration by Academy Award winner Jamie Foxx. Rory Kennedy, thank you so much. Nice talking with nice you. Nice talking to you. For more information, please log on to digitaldivide.com. Definitely check it out. It premieres uh, September 26th on Nat Geo. Without a net, the digital divide in America. Thank you very much. I'm LaFern Cusack. This is ESPN LA 710. ESPN LA 710.